0: Hey y'all, it's your girl Naisha Stone and you're listening to the Carving Stone Podcast where our positive news articles come to life. Now let's get into the episode. What's up, y'all? Y'all listening to the Carbon Stone podcast. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and we at the last episode of the year. And we got my my good friend, Jakari Carr, who is the founder of the nonprofit Jakari Kicks for Kids. They started in 2013. I think now they're at almost like 10,000 pairs of shoes that they've given to youth. Um, So I'll let Jakari talk a little bit more about his nonprofit. But I first want to say thank you for being our guest. I appreciate you. Um, How you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm good. Uh, And gratitude is my attitude. It's always good to be on platforms where you can speak uh, a little bit about what you do. Um, So uh, I'm the CEO of Jakari Kids for Kids, which is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to enhance the self-esteem of less fortunate youth while lessening the subconsciousness of being underprivileged. So essentially what we've been doing for the last 10, 11 years is giving kids uh, brand new and customized shoes along with book bags and supplies before school starts. So they can start the school, you're all fresh and not have to be worried about being bullied or teased for what they don't have. Because essentially everybody is going to school looking the same way. Um, in the last 11 years, too, we've been able to double that number. So we've been able to give away 20,000 pair of shoes, uh, which has been cool. Because um, I'm a big believer in the motto, when you look good, you do good. Uh, so just being able to help the kids look good so they can go to school and do good. Um, but hopes that they'll make it off the college off a scholarship um, from the, from getting good grades. He
0: he flew through that. But like, for one, Jakari, he is a, he is a leader in the community. People really like look up to like what you do. So I just want to commend you for like all the work that you've done. Um, when I found about, found out about you in uh, college, I was like, man, this dude dope. And to see how you've grown the nonprofit is amazing. Um, for you, what keeps you going? Um, I know it started off, you know, with some little kid, you know, they had a hole in their shoe, but, like, overall, like, what are some, like, key moments that's, like, been pushing you to keep going? Uh,
1: Yeah, huge shout-out to you as well. I think I did my very first interview before the mini uh, were carved in stone, so that was super dope. Um, and what keeps me pushing is just knowing that the world is getting crazier uh, and the kids need more help than ever. Um, just being able to... Help kids uh not be in the streets, help kids not be robbing other people, help kids not killing people or uh, you know, or being killed just by showing uh kindness. And when I say that, I'm speaking about me giving them shoes. A lot of kids in today's generation, if they can't look good or look fresh with the latest on, they'll go rob somebody for it. Um, or the person that they rob, they might end up killing or something to that nature. So I'm just trying to keep going and prevent kids from making uh, bad decisions. Some of my key moments is uh, I have a young lady right now who I gave a pair of shoes when she's a junior. She is at Jackson State, and she's getting ready to graduate this May. She's getting ready to graduate this May. And it's just amazing because she was always one of those kids who always said, well, I'm not meant for school. School's just not meant for me. Um, But as we start putting her in that And those Jordans and things like that, her confidence got higher as people went from talking about her to actually want to know where did she get her wardrobe from and where did you get your shoes from. Um, So moments like those are amazing. I have another young man who's at MATC right now in college, uh, but another kid who hated school, 14 brothers and sisters. He is the second oldest. So you know when you're the second oldest out of 14, a lot of your stuff you either going to have to go get yourself or we going to get this from Uncle John or, or Leroy, and you're going to have to wear their clothes because Mom was living in poverty. But the young guy is doing well. He's a junior in school, or he's a sophomore in, uh, at MA, getting ready to graduate and go off to UWM. Uh, but his mind is just, we were able to open his mind up for me helping him at the age of 13. He's now 20. So seven years of helping him and being a mentor, and now he's going off to do his own thing. He just had a baby boy of his own so now I'm working with him on fatherhood so just being able to help kids uh, have the things that I feel like every kid should have in life which is shoes which is clothes which is a mentor a roof over your head and somebody you can talk to and that's what really what just keeps me going.
0: I feel like we forget how important like the the small things are and I put those in quotes because we think like everybody got a roof over their head or everybody got multiple shoes or hats and all that but a lot of kids don't have that or a lot of adults actually don't have that so for you to support that like they say if you don't have the basics you can't pay attention or care about anything else that's going on in life so it's right. a reason why our youth are angry are stealing this stuff they're cold they need some gloves they need some shoes so um I think it's really important. It's like, it's more than just a shoe. You're pushing the message that we really have to talk to our kids and be there for them. Right. Um, how how do you meet them where they're at? Because, like you know, sometimes it can be difficult to talk to youth who have been through trauma or who, ha- or who are going through things. So how do you, like, open up that conversation?
1: I always tell people one of the greatest things ever created was sneakers, man. Because a lot of times with kids, like, if people want me to mentor their kids or I'm just meeting the kid, the first thing the kid is going to ask me is, like, where you get those shoes from, or Mr. Carter, where them from, or how can I get them something to that nature? I open everything up by sneaker talk because kids love Jordans and all love sneakers. I open it up by sneaker talk, but then I get the kids to understand the bigger picture. So with what I'm doing, a lot of times it's, it's one of the most beautiful finesse in the world. So what I do is I require kids to have good character, go to school, get a 3.0 GPA, and if you can make that happen, I'll have shoes for you. You can come to my shop. You can pick out whatever shoes you want from the Jordans to the Balenci's to the Burberry or Kevin Durant's, whatever you want, but the grades and character has to match. Kids has been a whole life, freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, trying to get shoes for me, and they don't understand that I just set them up for a 4 ride scholarship somewhere. So you getting good grades for these sneakers, but on the back end, I'm trying to get you in school for free so everybody don't do good in Milwaukee. You might need to change the uh, scenery. So now you got Texas Southern, uh, Duke, uh, Jackson State. You know Drake. All these different schools interested in you that you never thought you had a chance at going to, but I was able to bring that to life for you. All about all by giving you a pair of shoes. So mean kids where they at, man? It's it's amazing because it's really just sneakers. They want to talk about sneakers, then I just kind of get. Uh, to talking to you and figuring out where you at. You know, they get the brother and, and mm-hmm. using all these words. So once I find your lingo, I, and I know that's what I can get to you by. I'm gone. I'm going to use the sneakers to get where I need to go. And then I'm going to mentor you all the way while you're trying to get those sneakers so we can actually build a relationship. I'm big on having a relationship. I don't believe in just meeting kids, giving you a pair of shoes, and then I'm out your life. No, I want these shoes to mean something. I want you to know that I care about you way more than these sneakers. The sneakers is just like uh an appetizer before the meal.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's dope. And you are really good at making relationships. Um, especially like so you got partnerships with the Milwaukee Bucks, you're working with Jordan Poole. Um, how important is it to have those partnerships? And can you talk a little bit about how those came about?
1: Oh man, those, par- those partnerships are pivotal, super big partnerships. Um, that's helpful. Um, I believe the partnerships are big because Kids enjoy talking to me. Kids enjoy talking to people like yourself. But having those professional athletes who they see on TV on the daily, who they play 2K with, who they inspire to be one day, makes it even better. So for some of my students, they'll win the Jordan Poole Scholarship. It sounds good coming from me. Hey, this is Jakari Carr giving you a call. and <laughs> you know that you won the Jordan Poole Scholarship. But it even sounds better when it's going, hey, this Jordan Poole from the Washington Wizards just letting you know that you won a scholarship, blah, 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 because all the kids going to do then is screen record it or screenshot it, share it with their friends. But they want to have that relationship. They want to feel plugged in. So to have those players actually reach out to them, it's amazing to me. Um, and the way those partnerships came, so with Jordan, me and Jordan got the craziest story because as everybody knows, Jordan is from Milwaukee. His dad used to rent a gym. Tolman is off of 51st off of fifty first and um, uh, what's the street I'm thinking about? Yikes! It's off of fifty first and Capitol. It's not too far, fifty first and Capitol, uh, but it's really closer to Congress. That's what I was thinking about. Jordan' dad used to rent the gym. Jordan was probably twelve, I believe. I was twenty at the time. We would go hoop and do it with hoop with the grown men. But he would be, like, scoring all the points. It was the craziest experience in the world, a 12-year-old kid holding his own against grown men. So as he was putting in work, his dad used to yell at him. I used to love it because it's like, man, your dad is actually training you to be something. Uh, We kept balling. Bro ended up leaving King, going to L.A. Lumiere, Um, leaving there, going off to Michigan for college. Um, And When he got to Michigan, we reconnected. I was talking to his dad already, but I reconnected with him. And we were just trying to put together ways that an athlete from Milwaukee, Wisconsin that go to a a powerhouse college in Michigan can still give back, even if he don't go to the NBA or if he do. Um, Was able to put together a plan, the Ja'Kari Kicks for Kids and Jordan Poole Academic All-Stars, which focus on scholarships, community engagement, uh, and camps, and a book club as well. Uh, Got that rolling that same year. He ended up going on a crazy run in the NCAA tournament, hitting some big shots to lead them. I don't know if they went Sweet 16 that year. I believe so. But he hit some crazy shots. Uh, We then had the draft come up. He declared for the draft, went to the Warriors, uh, had an up-and-down season, but then got it together. He helped them win the championship, and we've been just building since then. Um, Recently got traded to the Wizards, which has been amazing. We haven't been winning that much because our team ain't like the, the team we come from with them killers and like Curry and Clay. Uh, but we still been doing our thing. And then I was able to uh, get a partnership with the Bucks and Giannis off of uh, Nike reached out to me. They wanted to pick an organization in Milwaukee that's really doing the work. They wanted us to do a photo shoot with Giannis um, in a commercial. And I took him up on a, a deal. Craziest thing before that, I gave Giannis a pair of custom shoes we made that he really rocked out with. And we were going viral across all sports platforms right before that commercial, uh, came up did the commercial rock that out did the photo shoot rock that out uh Giannis gifted uh 10 all kids a pair of Giannis customs in a custom-made box I have my own little Nike card with me and Giannis name on it from Giannis that was super dope um and we've been building since then uh, a couple other players I've been able to build with is Bobby Portis through Bobby's tickets that's where he give kids tickets to sit close at the uh Pfizer forum so they don't have to do the nosebleeds. And you also provide them with food vouchers. I've also been a camp at his basketball camp for, I mean, I've been a coach at his basketball camp for the last three years. So just constantly building with him. And then as of a month ago, Chris Middleton people reached out. We were able to do some really dope work with the 12 days of Christmas. Um, Again, they wanted to reach out to an organization who's doing the work with parents that's really in need. I was able to send five moms on a spy day. So they went with Chris Middleton's mother and did a four-spy day. I was able to send uh, six people to a Chris Middleton father and son basketball camp. So six fathers, six sons, uh, which was amazing for all all the guys to be able to hoop with Chris Middleton and then get a gift from them for their kids and take pictures and things like that. Um, And then we've just been building. I just did a couple custom pair of shoes for the Bucks owners, which are fire. I'll make sure I text them over to you. But um just building those partnerships and just trying to bring as much change with as much powerful people in the world as we can.
0: Before I get into the change that we wanna um uh, we wanna make happen, um even with all the partnerships, all the people you impact, you stay low. Like you be in your world, you do your thing, you be with your family. Um, why do you feel it's important to create that that kind of I do my I do my work? I don't let it get to my head, but then also I got my personal life. Like, why do you think it's important to, cause, you know, some people let them like really, really mix and let that stuff go to their head. Why do you feel it's important to stay humble and, you know, kind of separate
1: the two? Man, so I think it's important to stay humble because you just, you can be up today and you could be down tomorrow. So it's about just uh being appreciative of your blessings. And also for me, it's understanding where I came from. So I'm coming from thirty six and center as a kid who has a lot of dreams, but my surroundings wasn't, Uh, similar to that, and just making a way out of no way. So I'm always thankful that God gave me the plan um, to do Jakari Kicks for Kids. Um, And I'm able to stay low because I love partnering with people, but I really watch who I partner with. Um, A lot of people, intentions isn't right. This thing called community has become like a scam for a lot of people. A lot of people say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. But in reality, they just be wanting to fund it for it. I actually have a heart for it. My mom been owning a daycare since 2001. I was 10 at the time. I've been working with kids since the age of 10 when we had a house daycare (laughs) all the way till she got a building. So I'm 32 years old. This is 22 years of me working with kids. And I genuinely love kids. Like I genuinely want to see kids in a better space. So I'm staying low because I feel like if you're not a partner that got the same heart as me or the same mindset, and I would rather not partner. If I can support from afar or whatever you need support-wise, I'm willing to support. But my journey with working with kids, it needs to be genuine, it needs to be solid, and it doesn't need to be any game plan being done because a lot of those kids already go through that with their family, with their father figures, with their peers, and with people that say they love them on the daily. So I don't want to remind them of, of those traumatic moments. It
0: just warms my heart, like, I I always seen how passionate you are you were and what you are now, which is why you keep getting blessed and your youth are getting blessed. Um speaking of your youth, how would you describe the youth that you that you encounter?
1: Uh so a lot of the kids that I encounter, um, it's crazy because I have a few kids that are like well set, like two parent households, but a lot of the kids I encounter, they come from one-parent households. Um, they come from Uh, Poverty situations They come from inner city Of course, uh, inner city Milwaukee Uh, And a lot of the kids are just Are just traumatized If I'm being honest They've been through some things Their trust is not the best Um, They're looking for people to be in their life To help them But just can't find the right people To stay in their lives and help them Um, So a lot of my kids have been through a lot uh, Are still going through a lot But I'm kind of just teaching them How to fight through they also, a lot of my kids in Milwaukee, they like the low end, you know, the music with the hips dancing yeah. and all that. They love that. So I deal with a lot of kids like that, which is amazing at the same time. If you want to dance to do all that, that's cool. But let's make sure our character and our grades is on point.
0: I wish they we still had Dance Wars. Do you remember Dance Wars?
1: Man. <laughs> Man, only if we still had it. They need stuff like that. Yeah, like that
0: stuff used to be so fun. I remember it'd be like hundreds of us. I remember I went to the one at Mount Mary, and I'm like, people was real serious about banging. Like, oh
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, a few more questions. Actually, I got I got a couple, uh, a lot more questions. Um, one being. How did you go or how? what advice would you give to people who want to fundraise? I feel like a lot of people start nonprofits, but they're not successful with nonprofits. Like they don't know how to make it sustainable or just keep it going.
1: My advice would be get around people that you're not familiar with. A lot of times when we start these nonprofits or these businesses, we rely on our peers that we grew up with in the hood or people that we went to high school or college with. And while that's good and it works sometimes, it don't work all the time. You got to get out there, you got to network, and you got to put yourself on the limb. You never know who want to help you. You just got to go out there and put yourself out there so people can know who to help. I think a lot of times we don't understand that because we just want to go through the easy avenue, which is Facebook, Instagram, uh, GoFundMe, and things like that, which are also still helpful but it's important to get out there to these events. Uh, and more, most importantly than that is actually prove yourself. So for me, I was always one of them people. If anybody ever gave me money when I first started, I was asking them, how can I repay them? Only because I didn't ever believe in taking money from people. But another thing I did on the back end of that was I didn't actually start my nonprofit till my fourth year of doing nonprofit work. I just was doing work in the community, building up my resume. Uh, My first camp I ever had, I had 10 kids in my camp. I took my college refund check, which was $3,000, and I had a camp off the $3,000. I was taking my own money, building with the kids, letting the kids go out and tell their peers, man, we got this guy, he got this camp. Are their parents going out and saying that? And I was able to build myself where I'm actually able to get funding from organizations, but most importantly, from the community. If I ever have an incident that happened, I can make a status right now and raise the money based off people being able to believe me for my work, because I'm posting the receipts. I'm posting me buying the stuff. I'm posting me actually doing the right things with the money. So for anybody struggling with fundraising, first thing is go build your resume. Go do some work out there. Don't just start. I need twenty thousand, and this is your first time. Anybody? It don't never work that way. By the way, you could try <laughs> it, it. Try it, it. It don't work that way. Build your resume up. Then go support some other people, whether that's you just showing up, whether that's you giving them a shout out, go support somebody else so they'll want to support you. And then thirdly, constantly build. Money don't come overnight. If I'm being honest with all y'all, I've been doing profit work 11 years, almost 12 years. I ain't started getting money to my seventh year of doing it, like real money that can change lives. Like I didn't start that to seven years in. So a lot of people, seven years, they've been to gave up. But it's about stand down for your come up and understanding your seasons and your time. It might not just be your time yet, but keep showing sure love because eventually you are gonna get your time.
0: Shakari, not a, he got he got them words, y'all. If y'all if y'all not listening, oh, he sure. definitely know how for to sure. speak the <laughs>
1: I've been through it.
0: Um, before like you really like you knew this was for you, like at that like being a man of the community. You gotta have a strong heart. And it's it's not always easy, like you said. So when you first had this idea or you had like this passion, what was it that was like, okay, I know this for sure. This is for me. Like, what was that 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 kick that got you just to start it off?
1: Man, it's three things. So I always say God is good with his plan. The first thing ever was my mom had a daycare, one of the little boys from the 13 kids, he wanted to play basketball. He had the hole in the hole in his shoes as I was training them on basketball. So that was the first sign of being like, man, this really might be for me. The second sign was after I gave him the shoes, I went to the gas station and there was a homeless man. He had a black Air Force One on and a white Air Force One, and they both was two different sizes. If I'm if I believe myself, it was a nine and a half and an eleven. So the man had on two different shoes, and I just had some new uh, LeBrons. <clears throat> I debated on myself, man, do I need to give him these shoes or should I just keep my shoes for me? But something just told me to do it. At the very moment of me giving him the shoes, I knew right then and there that that was my calling. I went to school at UWM. I had a professor. Her name was Deborah Blanks. I took a class called starting a nonprofit. In the class, it was 12 students, but nobody had an idea of what they wanted to do. I raised my hand. I got an idea of Jakari Kicks for Kids, where we give kids shoes, this, that, and the third. She changed the kids, the class from starting a nonprofit to Jakari Kicks for Kids nonprofit class, where all the all the classmates helped me start my nonprofit because none of them was really sure of their ideas. And from that point on, I just took off because I had all the steps. She helped me with partnerships, connections, my bylaws, my board, all of that. She helped me with that in the class. So I had uh, the two incidents with the student and the older male, and then I had a teacher change a whole professional college course to all about jacquard Kicks for Kids. And that's when I knew it was time.
0: Knew it's time. Boy, I love that. So we from Milwaukee. We from the north side. Um, we talked about change a little bit earlier, but what are some things you want to see change um, in the city, and where do you think um, some things are changing because of your organization?
1: Man, I want to see. I want to see kids go back to being kids. Uh, that's one of the biggest things right now. I feel like all our kids think they're adults, and you can tell that by the way that they speak. They know how to curse more than they know English, um, and that's sad. A lot of our kids. I want them to go back to being kids of their parents. <laughs> you know, when we was growing up, we was our parents' kids. We knew not to be disrespectful. We knew what we can do and how far we can go, and what we couldn't do and how far we couldn't go. So just getting back to that dynamic we had in the 90s with the kids of the 2000s. And what was the other half of the question you just asked me?
0: I see they be coming off the top of my head. Um, Oh, so your organization, what are some things you feel like within your company, your organization that you're helping change the community, like stuff that you're directly doing is helping change the community?
1: Character, because a lot of kids don't understand what character is. It's okay to be a good person, fam. And I try to live that on a daily. It's okay for you to be a good person. You ain't got to go through your whole life trying to finesse or scam somebody when you can just be a solid person. And also the dynamic of college. I know a lot of people say, college ain't for everybody. College only puts you in debt. What you need college for? But I'm trying to show kids that college ain't about money. College is all about opportunity, and that's not just opportunities in the classroom. That's opportunities to meet people. You can meet a friend that daddy owned, a, a Fortune 500 company, and now you became the manager by only going to school with this person. It's about providing those kids with opportunities that they can never imagine themselves getting, and that's what we are doing. Once we get those kids those shoes and light the fire up under them, because you can't get shoes again for me if your grades bad and your character bad. So now it's somebody holding you to a standard. So we light that fire under the kids, we hold them to a standard, and we push them all away. And before you know it, you got opportunities you never imagined. You got a scholarship coming from Jordan Poole, now you got connection with Jordan Poole, and now you can pick which college you want to go to rather than being like, "Uh, okay, my only option is MATC or um, Carroll or, you know what I'm saying, and those are all good schools, don't get me wrong, but just having the option to pick where in the world you want to go and it's all for free, for free. And we ain't doing no debt, it's for free all off you being a good kid. So we're just, we're just giving kids that opportunity to go to school for free and then to be able to come home and change the dynamic of their families.
0: That's dope because I was one of them kids that wanted to leave, and I got into Tennessee State. I say this all the time, and I went to orientation. They hit me with that bill, so that I had to come back home and go to UWM, and I feel like, and then... As I'm getting older, listening to everyone's story about how they were able to meet this one person, this one director by just going on campus or being able to go to this after school event. Like Wisconsin has opportunities, but there are a lot of opportunities that we don't have in this city or the state. So right. for you to be like, OK, here's a way out. But all you got to do is just the simplest of just be there for yourself and helping them do that. That's amazing. Um, A lot of organizations can't do that. They just talk like a lot of organizations talk, but you, you'd be like, man, we doing the work. You could, you could literally talk to our youth. And I see how they interact with you. When we was at the award show, you was like, don't want my youth right now. She lit up. She was the only one smiling the hardest because she knew she had you there in the crowd supporting her. So that, that's, that makes a difference. So,
1: um, and I show up if I can say anything yeah. it's how you show up. So like for my kids, I'm a coach as well. I coach basketball. I'm loud. I'm screaming every play. That's me at, when, uh, at the event. Brooklyn walked in. She was doing majorette. And I'm Brooklyn, I'm loud. I'm making sure that people know I know her, not because I want them to know that, but I want her to understand who's in the building. I'm not just your after-school program director. I'm not just the leader of the summer camp, but I'm actually somebody as well that will show up for you outside of you being under me. And kids love that because at that time, she has awesome parents, but they weren't there. So to know that there was somebody there and then I go to school and I see you at school and I was like, Mr. Carr, I was doing my thing. Well, yeah, you were. And so you just feel good about yourself. So showing up for kids is important, too.
0: Um, Can you talk about some mentors that have changed your life?
1: Man, this is the craziest thing in the world. I have some of the best mentors in the world. Uh, one of my first mentors, his name is Robert Longwell Grice, uh, and he was the director of the School of Education. Uh, at UWM. Um, Robert Longwell Grace and Alan Shawhoof, they were both directors of the School of Education. They would come out to my events. They would volunteer at my events. They would connect me with other people who believed in me. Um, and they kind of showed me that it takes having a village to really do this nonprofit thing. Robert Longwell Grace then connected me with a guy named Mike Roberson. He runs an organization called Love Kindness. And it's all about showing kindness acts. I was able to then work with him. He gave me the first ever Love Kindness Scholarship at UWM ever. So that was dope. And now I have the Love Kindness program under Jakari Kicks for Kids, where I give kids funding for showing love kindness acts. Um, And then my last mentor, uh, well, before my last mentor, one of my biggest mentors, or two of them is my mom and my dad. Um, Just being there, just being supportive, just making sure whatever I do. If I'm rocking, they rolling. Um, that was always amazing. And one of my biggest uh, and most important uh, mentors his name is Alan Ruppel. He used to own the organization. Uh, he founded the organization uh, Unity in Motion. Uh, and he's just a great guy. I've never met somebody, and this is why it's important to know people and have mentors and everything. Before I met this guy, i probably make twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 in and funding to be able to have my camps. After meeting him, I went to uh, a little bit over a quarter million, uh, and and I'm constantly building. But this man took his whole recipe, everything he learned, everything he knew, and because he was done with his foundation, he came to me, and after we partnered up, and he gave me everything, literally. He took me around his funders, he took me around the boards that he is a part of, he showed me how to do different events, he took me to places to donate, for example, I'm sponsored by Capco. They donate me thousands of toys every Christmas, and that's how I'm able to put on three or four different Christmas events. We just gave over 200 kids about six Christmas toys apiece, uh, and it just was amazing, all for free. Um, so I met this man, and he and he gave me his whole recipe, only because he knew that I was serious about my work, and he'd seen my re- my track record of work I've done, um, and so. For those people, I'm extremely grateful for um I always want to make sure I make them proud um I, I also want to surround myself with people like that because I wouldn't be where I'm at today without those individuals.
0: You speak so highly of the people that helped you once again, which is why you will keep being blessed um what do you hope to accomplish like you have you have accomplished a lot within your lifetime already, but is there like any life goals that you feel like you haven't reached yet or that you're still reaching for?
1: yes so i i i envision having my own community center a community center that that goes back to kind of like the old days so if you remember how we used to have the boys and girls club or ymca pass you scan your ymca pass you can go do anything and then you can leave i envision a facility where you get you got your own pass but three out of the five days you have to come for workshops whether that's job resumes whether that's computer programming or computer software or whether that's just doing a skill, gardening, uh, cooking, just some type of skill, uh. But I imagine this being a hub for families. They can come through. You can play your sports. You can play your games. You can get you a good meal, and then you can get to go home. Uh. Besides that, I also wanna. I've been thinking and I've been praying on starting my own school. Um. Only because working in schools, you get to see what's right and what's wrong. You get to see the disparity between the kids and the staff, for example, like it's not a lot of black educators. Uh, And that's already a problem for the kids because there's a lot of black kids being led by people that don't look like them. Nothing is wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with that. But if only you can imagine being led by somebody who has a bachelor's degree in this, okay? So instead of me going to science class, I'm going to podcast one-on-one, with Naisha Stone from Carving Stone, who started her own podcast and her own business. I'm going to uh, customization workshops with Jakari Carr, who started this. Just having different things in the class for kids, but stuff that actually interests them. Just sitting in the classroom like we did in the '90s, if I'm being honest as an educator, that ain't the answer. Because our kids, they don't, they can't sit down too long. They ain't used to just sitting there and yes sir yes man they don't get whoopings i hate to say that on the podcast but (laughs) they don't get disciplined the way we get disciplined so a lot of these kids are more loose and rough around the edges but the thing is you just have to find something that interests them and that's why i think me starting a school would be amazing because i'll keep all the same components but i'll add in extra incentive programs for the kids to be able to do um and lastly i've been just thinking about having like a um like a boys' home for troubled boys. Um, and that's just somewhere where where we can fellowship, where we can talk about all the issues we go through, but we also can work out those issues and get these young men to be homeowners, get these young men to being better brothers, better fathers, better sons, better cousins, better role models, better mentors. And that all start with me providing them with better mentors and better leaders.
0: If it's meant for you, it's gonna happen everything. It's gonna work out. I can see like that. Would be so dope. Please let me. I'm gonna believe um facts, facts. CNS team gonna be there covering this. So you you already know. Um yes, well
1: sure.
0: the last question I got for you is um when people listen to this podcast, this episode, what do you want them to get from you?
1: Man, I want them to just know y'all have a real uh Milwaukee in here um that's just working hard to give the kids their uh his all. Uh, I want people to listen to this and understand that if you need help, if you need somebody to believe in you or you need some advice or anything, that you can reach out to me. Uh, I'm way different than the, the average person right now. I don't believe in holding information or, hey, give me $1,000 and I'll show you how to do it. No, because I was that person 11 years ago who needed help. And if I didn't get help from people, I wouldn't be who I was today. So part of what God has me doing is paying it forward making sure that I show up for people and making sure I help people. I'm helping a young lady um, who's in the correctional service, Wisconsin correctional service. I just helped her start her own uh, nonprofit organization where she's going to give back to people. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to find all of her give back needs and I'm going to let her do the event. And that way she can just get her feet wet. She can give back. But when people look back and say, oh man, who did this and who that? She don't have to look at me because I'm not going to be there. I'm, it's you did that, I just wanted to give you the extra fire under you to believe that you can do it. Um, So de- basically just that I'm there for everybody. I want the kids to succeed. I want the parents to succeed. And if you need me for anything, you can call me because I'm always grateful for what God has done for me. So I want to do all I can to help others.
0: Jakari Carr with Jukari Kicks for Kids. We so appreciate you. The community appreciates you. I appreciate Thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. and y- y'all listen to Carving Stone Podcast. Please listen to us every Tuesday and see y'all in the new year. And remember, in the end, everything will be carved in stone. In the end, everything will be carved in stone.